Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line as well. As the Nationals outlast the Mets, take the series opener eleven to, uh, in 11 innings, 4-3 to three final in the end. Doghouse, jury's familiar, a rough outing after Josh Smokers set him up in a tough situation. Uh, Bryce Harper with an opposite field double, really nice at bat there in the top of the 11th inning. Uh, they intentionally walk Daniel Murphy. Juris Familia comes on to face Anthony Rendon. Can't throw anything in the zone. Puts Rendon on. Uh, after a wild pitch move, Bryce Harper to third. So they load the bases up at that point. You still can't throw strikes when Trey Turner steps in fresh off the DL. Takes a bases loaded walk. Four to three at that point. He strikes out the next two batters when he finally got his stuff. But too late for the Mets. They force in the winning run in the 11th inning on a bases loaded walk. It's not the way you want to lose. Uh, Juris Familia, of course. A domestic dispute landed him a 15-game suspension to start the season. Been back two nights and struggled in both appearances and didn't look like he had it out there on the mound tonight. A nice patient at bat by Turner, but uh, nothing really near the zone that even tempted him to swing. Yeah, old Juicer's familiar. Seemed to have some trouble finding the zone there. I guess he didn't have his concentration medicine uh, at the appropriate levels now that they're drug testing him regularly. Uh, a good... <laughs> Good patient inning for the Nats. Uh, that was that was nice to see, uh, especially the younger players. Seeing Turner up there, I, I know he didn't get a lot of stuff that was real close to the zone, but he's been on the bench for a while. You, you know he's just got to be itching to prove himself in a big situation like that. But he sees bad pitches, he lets them go, and he's the hero by taking a walk. That just, I, I love to see that whenever someone on our team at least does that. Uh, because you know, controlling that, that urge to, to do something, to swing the bat in the big moment when not swinging the bat could be just as valuable, I think uh, shows a certain amount of maturity as a ball player. And so that's, that, that was great to see, not, not to mention uh, immensely satisfying as I'm, I'm not too big a fan of Familia personally, even though he's, he's a decent enough pitcher. Speaking of uh... – <laughs> Maturing at the plate, Bryce Harper started the game one for 26 uh, against Matt Harvey in his career before tonight. Starts the game with a two-run home run on a 2-2 fastball. Make that two for 27, which looks a lot better after a home run. A big night by Harper. He mentioned the double late in the game there. He really put together another solid game. Continues to impress so far this season. I'm just pulling up the stat line for the night. Two for two, two runs scored, two RBIs and a walk in a 4-3 game. So pretty much most of, if not all, the offense there. A uh, really big night by Harper. Uh, as impressive as the home run was, I, I like that double in the 11th inning even more. Just took a, I think it was a 95-mile-an-hour fastball outside the other way for a double and and alertly took third on a wild pitch and set himself up nicely to score that uh, go-ahead run there. Yeah, that was that was fun. They they did the did the Statcast replay on that 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 ball that uh, that he hit out to hit out to the left field corner, and just to see the the crazy hook on that ball as it as it went drifting out towards the line and just out of reach of uh, I guess it's Conforto over there uh, was. Uh, and it tells you something about how strong this kid is, how quick his bat is, that he was able to get that ball and flick it out there like that. But the uh, taking third there on the on the wild pitch, which did not get very far away, I think that was some real heads-up aggressive base running 
And there was some great technique when he went into the bag. Uh, you were really able to see it when they showed the replay. I, I don't know which broadcast you were watching, but when uh, when Francona came up to uh, uh, to uh, send, send it for review, uh, he was he's reaching in uh, with uh, I guess his right hand. He gets it on his bag just ahead of the tag. And as his, his body's coming into the bag and he's sort of coming up off of it and his hand's going to pop off, he's got his trailing hand coming in on the bag before his right hand comes off. Now, I don't know if he's been particularly practicing that or emphasizing it, but in this age of review where the glove being held onto you and you coming off the bag for a split second means you're out, uh, that, that attention to detail on sliding technique is, is valuable. And here... Uh, although I, I don't think the third baseman held the glove on him the whole time. Here, that's, that's uh, you know, the, the difference between going ahead uh, a couple of walks later and having a, a horrendous tooth land that I would be talking about just as much about how he's the worst base runner ever. I was watching the SNY broadcast actually up here. Uh, we don't get the choice of it uh, at this time. But they, they, they thought the same thing. They were looking at that replay and thought he might've come off. And then you, you catch that left hand sneaking in on the bag as his right hand comes off. And it didn't look like he kept the tag on there anyway, but nice uh, piece of uh, sliding. I don't know, by Bryce Harper there. And, uh, just, just an alert play. Base running. Wasn't able to move up on their base running. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tanner Roark on the mound from the start, as we go back to the beginning after that exciting conclusion, thank you, Juris Familia. Uh, six and two, two one four ERA and fifty four and two thirds versus the Mets and nine career starts before tonight. One four two ERA, one eighty two batting average against and three starts, nineteen innings versus the Mets last season. Two and zero, three five zero ERA, three starts, eighteen innings pitched so far this season. His first pitch of the night launched by Michael Conforto. Why aren't you playing him, Terry Collins? Uh, two to one at that point. Uh, one out single by Jay Bruce. Two out RBI single by Curtis Granderson. Two to two later in the game. Uh, Grandy again in the sixth. Two zero fastball. Absolutely crushed the solo solo shot into the upper deck in right field. Uh, Grandy's first of the year at that point. Two out double. Two walks. Load him up in the seventh and end Roark tonight. Uh, solid outing though. He ran into a little trouble there. It goes six and two thirds. Seven hits. Three runs. Three earned runs. Three walks. Five Ks. Uh, two home runs. Might have relied on his uh, little break-back fastball there. The two-seamer inside a little bit too much. That's what ended up getting hit by Granderson. But uh, just another solid outing by Tanner Roark and set the Nats up nicely at least. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was pretty pleased with that. Um, he kept his pitch count down for the most part. He either got outs or gave up home runs. So uh, <laughs> moved, through, uh, moved through the game uh, pretty quickly. But uh, – you know, Roark is a guy who has to challenge the hitters to an extent. I mean, he tries to keep them off balance by moving the ball around, but he's not bringing that, you know, overwhelming big fastball or, or you know, in- incredibly tremendous movement on his off-speed pitches that will get a whole lot of swing and miss and strikeouts. So he's, he's aiming for the weak contact. And when he's trying to hit that corner and he misses a little too much over the plate. Sometimes it goes over the wall. We saw that a couple of times tonight. Um, but for the most part, uh, he was pretty successful. You know, uh, what was it? It was, uh, I think a couple of K's, a couple of walks. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I'm, let me actually look at the stat line. Five K's, three walks. All right. <laughs> That's both better and worse than I was thinking. Although I think one, at least one of those was an intentional, uh, 
kept it close, three runs. That's uh, that's not so bad. Uh, a, a solid outing again. Um, perhaps not quite what you want out of your number two starter, but then given the quality of, of all the number five starters we have on the Nats, who all seem to be number three starters, I, I'm really losing track of how, how the ranking goes in this process. <laughs> uh, they're not necessarily lined up in their order of success, unfortunately. <laughs> Dusty Baker does want Joe Ross to move out of that five spot, as he said the other night, though. But that's a whole different discussion. The dork, not, I mean, the dark night on the mound for the Mets. Uh, <laughs> to see Matt Harvey back back out there, thrown in the mid nineties after he had the shoulder issue, a thoracic outlet syndrome. Had a surgery and missed some time there. Uh, two and two and three three one two ERA and seven career starts versus the Nats. Ten walks, forty five Ks and forty and a third innings pitched over those outings. Uh, starting in place of Degrom, who had a stiff neck, but he was still on, on normal rest at least, so he got to go. Got their emergency start when Degrom had a problem yesterday and bowed out today. Uh, he hits Wilmer Defoe in the head. A scary moment there early in the game. Luckily, it looked like. Defoe's helmet like came off a little as he uh, tried to dodge his way out of that one, so it didn't look like a connected flush, though it still was a mid-90s fastball to the head. Uh, Harper stepped in in the next at-bat, hits the home run we already talked about. Uh, Jose Lobatron, Lobatone, whatever, takes Harvey deep uh, to lead <laughs> off the fifth, 3-2 to two at that point, seven innings, 108 pitches by Harvey. Don't necessarily like him personally. Uh, he's a fantastic starter. Most of it, most of it probably is tied to his uniform and attitude. But uh, good to see him back out there and a solid start by Harvey. Uh, Bryce Harper got him finally, but really impressive to see him back out there doing what he's doing after all the issues he's dealt with over the last year plus. No, he's he's a, a a great young talent of of the several great young talents that I begrudge the Mets. And it's it's certainly fine to see him healthy and, and pitching more or less effectively again. Although I, I I'm grateful for those those misses that the Nats have been able to successfully put in play against him. He he just has the dumbest nickname in professional sports. <laughs> the dork. Dark Knight. I'm sorry, I got it wrong again. <laughs> that that doesn't make it any better. It does not. Uh, are you worried at all about Daniel Murphy? Uh, just noted before this game is that last year, 31 for 75 against his former team, the Mets. Uh, that's a 413, 444, 773 line, uh, six doubles, seven home runs, and 19 games against New York. But he's currently mired after an 0 for 4 night with a walk and an 0 for 14 stretch at the plate. Uh, we know he got the late start this season. He seemed to be coming on strong at the beginning of the year, but. Uh, I, I don't. I haven't looked closely enough at his at bats to see what's going on. If it's just a luck, uh, you know, uh, way the ball is bouncing for him or what. But in a little bit of a slump here for Murphy, uh, 0 for 14 after tonight. He, he's had uh, certainly had some hard hit balls right at people. Uh, he's had, you know, a couple of ugly strikeouts. I, I got to figure. I, I was a little surprised he came out of the gate so strong, considering how abbreviated his experience was in spring with him not playing in the world baseball classic, although for some reason sitting there in the dugout anyhow. Um, but, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's a very thoughtful analytical hitter and I am, I'm pretty sure that he will get himself in gear and well, it's, it's, it's a little unrealistic to expect he's going to be as good as he was last season because that was the combination of being both lucky and good 
But even if he's not as lucky as he was last season, I think he can still be as good as he was this season because he's shown that he's, he's a thoughtful player. So he'll work it out. He'll put into practice and he'll get some success. And I just hope he keeps giving Zim advice on long launch angle. Yes, and this 0 for 14 stretch has knocked him down to an embarrassing 323 average on the year. So hopefully he turns things around. Send him to Syracuse. Uh, for further proof that the win stat is a ridiculous stat, as impressed as I was with <laughs> any Romero, he ends up getting the win here. Nice inning by him. Uh, last at bat that he had, I'm trying to remember who it was against there in the ninth or tenth inning. Supposedly it's Curtis Granderson. That was like a, a long at there, just dialing up 99 point, but just kept on firing him in there. Finally popped him up to end the inning there. Uh, 14 pitch, 10 strike frame by any Romero. Uh, I continue to have hope that the Nationals can turn this guy into something special because that arm is special to begin with if he can get his command under control. Yeah, I, I, I admit I was plenty worried uh, to start the 10th, uh, but that A.B. with Granderson really kind of turned me around because, like you said, he just kept pumping fastballs at him, kept get, kept him pretty pretty much in the zone, and Granderson couldn't catch up to him. Um, for the most part, I think, uh, did, did he go to a slider to get him out? I can't, I can't recall. I may be thinking of a, a different inning, but, uh, it's all fastball uh, to Granderson. Okay. Uh, no, I, th- I think I'm thinking of, uh, Perez's that, or is, is that bad against Perez in the eighth? Uh, yeah, but, uh, that was, that was a, a great at bat, uh, for, for Romero, uh, just, he, he kept going with, with what worked. He g- didn't try to get too clever, and he got something that worked and kept kept doing it until he got him out, uh, w- which I thought was great. He didn't he didn't get rattled. He didn't try to try to shift his location around somewhere and walk him. Uh, he didn't leave it over the plate. Uh, he kept kept pounding the corners until he got the cave. What about that drama free the, the, the pop out? pop out there. Yeah. Uh, what about that drama free bottom of the 11th? Sean Kelly comes out, just locks it down. One, two, three inning. Uh, how many? 14 pitches, eight strikes, just really smooth inning from uh, Sean Kelly there. Something we're not used to so far this season from the Nationals bullpen, but Kelly earns his third save twice in the second and two nights here. I don't know. He did allow contact twice. Um, uh, and now he can't pitch again for a week. So <laughs> I, I don't know about the Sean Kelly experiment here. No, that was, that, that was a fine outing. He, he came out, he threw hard, he threw strikes, he challenged hitters, he got out. That's what you want to see. If he can't go tomorrow after going, uh, I think he's gone three of the last four nights, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they got Coda Glover waiting there with his mid-90s fastball, uh, give him the challenge of doing it if they need a closer tomorrow night. So we'll see what the Nats end up doing. 11-5 and five on the year after tonight's win. That's the fifth win in a row. Mets have dropped six of their last seven, so they'll try to turn it around tomorrow night. A four o'clock start tomorrow night, if anyone didn't notice that. Scrolls over. Come on, game day. Agree with me for once. Gio Gonzalez, DeGrom pushed back if he can go tomorrow. 1-0, ERA so far for Gio, kind of defying expectations and the trends over the last couple of years. So we'll see if the Nats can make it six in a row. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Hopefully we'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game, sir. Go Nats.